Hey friends, welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. We're your hosts, Jessica and Lindsay. Even though we are all part of this club that we never intended to sign up for, we're so glad you're here. We are a community for women who have lost babies or have struggled to get pregnant. And we're here to help you thrive, even in the midst of these impossible circumstances. So join us as we show you practical and sometimes unconventional ways every week for how to thrive in this one crazy life. Welcome back to the Yet We Thrive podcast. This is episode 97, and today we have a special guest, Carrie McIntyre, on with us to share her story. But before we begin, something that is frustrating us and something that is bringing us joy. Carrie, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, right now, we just moved uh, recently, and so frustrating uh-huh. part is being in boxes. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. yes. Getting out of boxes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm kind of an organized person, Ooh. so um, having boxes everywhere I turn uh-huh. is a little frustrating. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A little overwhelming. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. Trying to make the house a home. Yes. yes. <laughs> that is the worst part about moving. Yes. What's bringing you joy? Um, I, right now, um, since my kids are older, like sometimes it's hard to find like every single day joy in mm-hmm. their life. Cause some of them aren't even living with me anymore, but, yeah. um, I found joy lately just, um, seeing where they're choosing Jesus and okay. choosing different, um, things in their life where it's not my choice anymore. It's mm-hmm. becoming their choice. Yeah. And just um, watching their the joy of Jesus kind of fill their lives mm. and, and following his lead yeah. in their yeah. life has been a blessing for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's frustrating me is um, my phone has been telling me that it's like out of storage or that um, it's like just moving really slow and I'm like what is going on so I was like oh it's my pictures and my photos because mm-hmm. my kids but then I looked and I was like I have less than 5,000 photos which is a lot but a lot less than a lot of people and I've had a lot more than that before not had any problems and I have less than a thousand videos so same thing yeah. so I've been going through them and it's like still telling me that I am low on storage and I'm like mm-hmm. why is this happening it's my messages my messages yes. are taking up like 80% yes. of my space on my phone. Yep. So I looked and they go back to like 2020. And I'm like, why are these on here? I don't need these. So now it's taking a long time to go through those and like yeah. delete. Because yes. I'm like, some of them I do need. Like the recent ones yes. I need, but like older, I don't know. It's taken me a long time and I'm real frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But what's bringing me joy is... We started doing something in our family called Reset Sunday, and it was inspired by Jess when I asked her, like, tell me how you life. (laughs) Tell me what you do to make it through that your, like, house is organized Uh. and neat and tidy. Um, And then I just, like, did what worked for our family. So I just have, like, 18 chores that I have written out, and each one takes, like, 10 minutes to do. So it's, like, Uh sweep and mop the kitchen or pick up the stuff in the living room, whatever. We have three girls who are old enough to do those things. And so they each choose six things. And so that's about an hour's worth of work Uh to do in the house. And then by the end of the hour, our house is so clean and it's like all reset and nice. And I have my things that I do during that hour. And Blake Uh has his things that he does during that hour. And then when we're done, it's like, oh, this feels so good. And so even if it's like Thursday and the house is a wreck, I know I can look forward to Sunday (laughs) and be like, on Sunday, everything's going to be better. But even 
if we have like people coming over and we're like, all right, girls, we got to clean up the plate. Can we grab the reset Sunday envelope? And they oh, just like, that's awesome. It's like they have to blindly choose what they get. So they kind of like it because it's kind of yeah. like a game. Okay. I don't know. It's worked wonders. And because they're doing the things routinely, they're getting better and better at doing them. Yeah. And it's since it's like sweep the kitchen, sweep them off the kitchen instead of sweep them off all the floors right, right. they're less overwhelmed and so yeah. they do it but i don't know yeah. it's been a game changer and i right. honestly wish we would have done it years ago yeah it's so good it's so good, good i rhythms. love it yeah. so much and then when fletcher gets older we'll just add in like one or two and yeah you know split uh -huh. them up differently so yeah yeah it's wonderful that's awesome yeah jess uh, well something that's frustrating me is uh kind of the same thing the pictures on my phone and i just i wish i would have started like when my oldest was younger, like having like a yearbook every year, yes. like just throwing the pictures in there. This is what we did all year. These are the mm -hmm. highlights, whatever. And I really want that. But now I have to go back like 11 years and do that. <laughs> so no, like no, no. You start now yeah. and you do it now. <laughs> Got it. And then you go back. Yes. And okay. then, because now if you have to go back, then it's going to take you longer. Right. You this just do true. now. Yes. And then you're like, you get the rhythm of it right. and it's not so hard and you kind of right. know what you're doing and then go back and yes. then you work your way up. Yes. That's what I need to do. Yeah. So it's just. That part just frustrates me. All yeah. the pictures. And I know. I love them all. Right. But I'm like, when I'm old, they're not. No one prints pictures anymore. Right. And I'm like, they're not gonna know what we did. Right. You know? We were, we're just that. talking about that. <laughs> yes. Like, I have got to get this together. You uh -huh. know. So. Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. But something that's bringing me joy is we just got out of a really busy soccer season. So mm. my husband coaches varsity soccer at the high school. And then he also is um, a director at a soccer club for our kids. And so July through Let's October, see. November is just chaos. Yeah. <laughs> There's no good rhythms happening in our house. <laughs> and so now the boys are now in basketball and Tinley's still in dance. But on Tuesdays, we have nothing going on. I mean, we mm. really don't, the weekends just are kind of there too. We don't, it's not super busy, but during the week, Monday or Sunday through Thursday, really for us, for our family, Tuesdays, we have nothing. And so we have like a big, I cook a big dinner. Aww. We do our devotional, we do worship and it's just, I love it. So we play a That's game so nice. and so it's just, I love it. Tuesdays. It's just like right in the middle of our yep. week and it's great. It's so a good pause. It is. It's, it's a good a pause. Good pause. Yep. And yep. I just love it. So. First of all, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so glad to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am Carrie McIntyre, and we um, have come back home. We used to live in the Greenwood, Indiana area, and, and we moved to Greenfield for the past 14 years, so we're back. So we're very happy about that. Um, I am married. My husband is Mark. We've been married for 25 years. Congrats. Nice. Um, I don't feel that old, but. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look it either. No, okay. <laughs> and we um, have six kids. We have five here and one with Jesus. Um, Nathan is eight. And um, we have Evan, who is a sophomore. He is 16. And Mariah is 18. Caleb is 20. Lydia is 22. And then um, Kyle's the one with Jesus, and he would have been 10. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So beautiful. So where does your story begin? Um, March 1st, 2012, um, 
I went to just a regular OB-GYN appointment. Um, I was 14 weeks pregnant, and um, they did the regular heart check, and there was no heartbeat. And Mm -hmm. so they took me to the ultrasound, and I was all by myself. My husband was (laughs) working. I mean, it was this normal (laughs) appointment that we're going to. Right. um, And... I uh, went to the ultrasound, and sure enough, there was no no heartbeat, and I didn't really want to accept that yet, right. and so I asked, like, could I come back tomorrow? Let's just make sure, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the baby's laying wrong, or, you know, mm-hmm. and so um, came back the next day with my husband this time. Oh, good. Um, and sure enough, no no life, um, just a little, little baby there, mm-hmm. um, and so they gave me three choices. I could either um, go ahead and deliver the baby as it came naturally, or I could have a DNC, or I could um, go through the labor and delivery of the baby. And they were really pushing me towards the DNC, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, this is the fifth baby, and I've kind of like followed along the whole process, and mm-hmm. I know what the development stages are. And I was like, you know, this baby's fully formed. And I mean, fully formed in in the idea of what a baby would you know just right. any bitty baby would look right. like um so um i did the labor and delivery route um they told me it'd be about 24 to 48 hours and i'd take a pill every few hours and then um, when the pain got too bad i could come in for um like some pain medicine at the hospital mm. no epidural nothing like that but i could get a little bit of help so um what they didn't realize is baby five comes way faster than yeah. a day or two so um he came about five or six hours instead so that's crazy yeah wow. <laughs> and the one thing I told the doctors I was like I just don't want to have this baby at home mm-hmm. like that just sounds yeah. kind of um messy sad you know right yeah. right a little traumatizing and, right so um they were like well it's okay you know when your pain gets too bad just let us know and come on in well, I decided it was time to go, and I stood up, and I was like, I'm going to at least brush my tre- teeth going yeah. Back yeah. to the <laughs> hospital, you know, the silly mom things. Uh-huh. And um, there he came. He, he, was, oh, he wow. was born in, into my hand, um, um, little Kyle Jacob. It, he was just a f- fully formed, itty-bitty, four-inch little baby boy. And oh, my goodness. All of his little fingers, all of his little toes, little mm. little bottom crack, little boy part, like um, the eye sockets, and of course, no skin, but just full, fully yeah. formed little, little baby, baby right there. So, human. Mm. Um, and so we called the doctor, and they were like, you know, you can come on in, and we're like, but this baby is you know, it has a cord. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do yeah. here? Right. Like we weren't anticipating this in the bathroom. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the things you don't oh, think about. Right. And the doctor said, oh, well, I'm sure it's just a blood clot. Are you sure it's not a blood clot? And my husband's like, no, this is a fully yeah. formed little baby boy. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll go ahead and cut the cord and come on in. And what we didn't realize was how special that time was going to be. And I'm so glad, you know, it was just after midnight. So it ended up being March 3rd, um, 2012. And we had had the kids at a friend's house. So it was just the three Mm. of us. And we just got to love on him and, you know, flip him over and wash him in the sink. And um, super, super fragile. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we're like, be careful yeah um but then after about I don't know 10-15 minutes Mm -hmm. of just 
rejoicing in the fact that we got to see him and yeah but then grieving all mm-hmm. at once we're like yeah that placenta has to come right right <laughs> so right I really didn't want that at yeah home, so no <laughs> <laughs> so we put him in a little washcloth and um, took him to the hospital and at the hospital they were amazing and they just treated mm. him like a full term eight pounder and put him oh. on the warmer and gave him an oh. itty bitty uh, blanket and pillow and oh. um, just treated us so well and they gave us um you know as much time as we wanted and then mm. I had to deliver the placenta but it was just a real sweet time they gave us yeah. the time we needed and then it was time to say goodbye and what I didn't realize is they weren't going to give me a choice of what I was going to do with him like I wanted to take him and bury him and but apparently you can't do that (laughs) and I think the laws have changed a little bit now okay um but um so I just I said what are you going to do with him and Mm -hmm. and I said well are you um they just kind of looked at me and I said are you going to just like put him in a hazard bag and they said yes Mm -hmm. and that just weighed on my heart for for days or a a couple days it was the weekend and it was a small hospital luckily um I just couldn't get it out of my mind so we called and asked if he was still there Mm -hmm. and they said yes and he said keep him yes (laughs) (laughs) we went to bury him and so we contacted a funeral home and um they came to pick him up and we got to pick out a little casket and Mm. they don't have little bitty caskets right you know (laughs) the smallest infant casket and yeah um, we had a ceremony just um just my husband and me and the kids and, mm. and so um yeah that's that's wow. pretty much wow his story so. wow um how do you feel your marriage was in the midst of your loss that's kind of a hard question I think um I think it was kind of good and rough at the same mm-hmm. time rough in that I don't think a dad can fully understand mm-hmm. the magnitude of what right. um carrying a baby felt like Mm -hmm. and then I had even felt him kick yeah um and then coming out of the hospital without a baby Mm -hmm. um I mean a dad can be sad but I don't think not physically carrying it inside of you and then not it's just different (laughs) it's different yeah right it's just so I think that was hard for him to like for us to connect in that area Mm -hmm. but I mean good and that I mean he was supportive and yeah um was there for all of it and present but I think it's mm-hmm. just harder to, it is to connect yeah. in that way yeah and that's why we like to talk about it too is because so many people just have this vision of like what they want it to be I guess and sometimes it is that way but a lot of times there is this disconnect and it's just nice to hear from other people like mm-hmm. oh there's a disconnect for you too okay that makes me feel right. better you know it's just yeah you can really yeah and everybody's story is different and every mm-hmm. loss is different and so it's just one of the things that we like to talk about yeah sure um do you feel like you had a good support system around you um i i really felt alone and my husband was in the process of changing jobs, so we didn't have, he didn't have a, a regular full-time job. We were kind of in a really rough spot mm-hmm. um, in our family anyway, um, so we didn't have, like, that support coming from a workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a par- part of a mom's group, and, I mean, they were a little 
a little supportive and you know they did a couple meals and like there was a box of food out by my van one day when I came out um, from group and that was sweet but I wasn't extremely close to a lot of people at Mm. that time and we hadn't um, we hadn't lived there a real long time Um, and then our parents had never experienced loss Mm. like that and so I don't think they really understood what the magnitude of losing a baby would be mm-hmm. and so I don't feel like they um, could support me really in right as much in that as if you had been through it yourself sure. right yeah so I think um, it was just different for yeah. for them um, well and 10 years ago it was a totally different yeah it was a totally different game mm-hmm. 10 years ago than it is now right right where now people are talking about it and open about it and there's right. a lot more resources mm-hmm. but 10 years ago yeah was a totally different right absolutely yeah what were some things that you did that helped you in the midst of your grieving I think naming him um was helpful for us um or at least for me because um, babies aren't necessarily considered a baby in the medical world until they're 20 weeks and um I didn't want to accept that like I held that little baby Mm -hmm. in my hand and I know that that was from God and he was fully, f- um, like wonderfully and fearfully made, as the scripture tells us. And um, so we named him Kyle Jacob. Kyle uh, means handsome. <laughs> and um, Jacob, we didn't even know of anyone named Jacob at the time, personally. And our little seven-year-old at the time said, well, you should have named him Jacob. Oh. Like, Jacob. <laughs> like, where did that come from? And he said it like two or three times. You should have named him Jacob. And I was uh, like, wow, it's like God telling him like, <laughs> yeah. his name. And so I was like, you know what, buddy? Like, you didn't get to be the big brother that you thought you were going to yeah. be. So you can name him. And his middle name will be Jacob. And then we discovered um, that Jacob means may God protect or close to God. Oh. Like, oh, well, how much closer can you get to right, God right, than right, living right, in his right presence? There. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Yeah. So I thought that was that was pretty pretty perfect that's so name. Sweet. So yes. maybe that was from God. I don't know, but I love that. So that naming him, um, and then just songs that would songs that would um, come on the radio. Mm. And there was this one particular song from Mercy Me called The Hurt and the Healer. Yes. You know that one? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just, it It was so perfectly timed. And on the radio, they often play the same songs all right. the time. Yeah. Um, but it was almost every day, almost every time I'd get in the car. No. And, um, and part of that song, it, and it, the line says, Jesus, please don't let this go in vain. Like, yeah, like, that's so true. Like, let there be Uh some purpose of this. Um, And then um, also in the song, it says, I'm alive, even though a part of me has died. And you take my heart and breathe it back to life. Like, well, that is, like, so 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 good. good. Perfect. So good. It was literally a part of me that did die. (laughs) 100%, yes. And so I thought that was so wonderful. And then it goes on to say, I'll fall into your arms open wide when the hurt and the healer collide. Breathe. Sometimes I feel it, it's all I can do. Pain so deep that I can hardly move. Just keep my eyes completely fixed on you. Lord, take hold and pull me through. So here I am, what's left of me. Mm. And I thought, especially so that good. And so good. hurt and healer mm-hmm. collide. Yeah. Like the hurt is just so intense that you don't feel like anybody else can mm-hmm. understand it. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
but then when you combine that with the healer, yeah, that can heal uh-huh. all of the, all of our um, wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I just thought that was a perfect example of what Jesus was doing mm-hmm. in, uh-huh. in my life at the time. So wow. that's so what sweet. a beautiful story. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so tell us about Kyle's coverings. Kyle's coverings. I started um, on his tenth birthday last year in well this year in March. And for his 10th birthday, I thought, well, I I want to honor him in some way. And it had just been on my heart so much that one of the hardest things, and it may sound silly, but it was so difficult for me, was to pick out a baby blanket for him to be buried in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, that just sounds so wrong that, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're shopping for a new baby, you go and you pick out all these blue things or pink things and adorable things, soft things. Well, I had one thing to go by Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was a baby, baby blanket to bury my baby. in. so I was like, well, um, I can still picture myself walking down the Walmart aisle and you know, you are inevitably going to see someone, you know, and then the happy cashier that, Hey, how are you today? Mm -hmm. And you know, you're just numb. You don't know how to answer that question. Um, so I picked out the blanket and bought the blanket and then had him wrapped in that and I was like you know I don't want another mom to have to go through that pain Mm. of choosing that blanket and going through the process of going there to do that Um, so I started Kyle's coverings to um, collect blankets for uh, moms in need um, to be able to bury their baby in um, or hold their baby in mm. one last time. Mm-hmm. So I am collecting blankets of boys' blankets, girls' blankets, um, neutral blankets, and then I'm tying ribbons around them and then um, tying little support notes um, and pamphlets and such. Um, that will be a, a help to moms, I hope, <laughs> that were yeah. things that were helpful to me to get through that time. Um, just to be an encouragement to them mm-hmm. and some scripture and hopefully some resources and my contact yeah. information so that they don't feel alone mm-hmm. like I did. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, so you can um, donate those. Um, we have a Facebook page. Okay. That's Kyle's Coverings on Facebook. And you can message me and any moms that would like to talk about their experience or just need somebody. I'm always here. Um, or if you would like to donate blankets or uh, financially, that would be great. If you do happen to live near Greenfield, Indiana, there's a pizza place, Hometown Pizza, that is collecting blankets there oh. um, where we lived. Yes, we would love to be able to donate as many to moms and local yeah. hospitals. So yeah. I will take them to the hospitals and um, leave those with the nurses and then let That's the moms awesome. be able to choose there yeah. instead of mm-hmm. having to go out and Another thing I was going to suggest um, also to moms, which is one thing that we did, um, it was important to me to have something that like touched him to mm-hmm. be able to, to save. So we actually cut the blanket in half and oh. we sent half of the blanket with him and then okay. we kept the other half and then just finished the edge of the blanket. I wouldn't have even thought of that, I don't That's think. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 So then, like my daughter, she slept with it for a very long time. Oh, and that helped yeah. her to get through that yeah. grieving process. And so, you know, it's just one thing because, you know, there's not much that you have um, left in that situation. Yeah. So it was just one thing that mm, we get to keep. That's a good idea. I love that. I like that because, you know, kind of how you're saying you were walking down the aisle to find 
and within the baby aisle you have bottles and like you have all the stuff reminding you you know like Mm -hmm. that you won't be buying you know and Mm -hmm. so I think that's one way to avoid all of that I think that's great and just to bless another mama yeah well and if you get it in the hospital then you do get that like time with the blanket and the baby and you know it's not like right one thing that you add to your to-do list it's just provided to you that's so wonderful what a beautiful way to honor kyle and to honor these moms and their babies that they've lost that's so beautiful we've had some wonderful blankets donated and hand handmade and afghans and little bitty blankets and big blankets and um, little bitty hats that were made and by hand from people and people in other states are now making blankets and sending them and so it's just been super sweet to know that his memory is is honored Mm -hmm. and then other moms are going to be blessed by that. I I just love that even all these years later, mm-hmm. like it's never too late to yeah. honor your baby or to start something new. Sure. It's okay that you didn't start it right away or, yeah. you know, you can still 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years mm-hmm. later, you're not sure. going to forget Kyle. Right. Yeah. And so it's just beautiful that even 10 years later, you're starting this and that's his memory is living on in that way. And it's impacting yeah. mm-hmm. so many other Thank families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you like to say to anyone facing a similar similar circumstance? Um, you're not alone. Yeah. And mm. even though you might feel that way, mm-hmm. there are so many other people that have dealt with it and yeah. are going through the same things. And and people process things so differently and take take so so much different um, amounts of time mm-hmm. to get through that. Yeah. Uh, but just to know that you're not alone. Um, Jesus wants to hold you mm-hmm. through it. Um, and just feel free to reach out to people and, you know, things like this are wonderful um, just to let moms know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, pray. Um, mm-hmm. Prayer gets you through a lot. Um, and then find ways to move on. Mm-hmm. And not that you'll ever, ever forget. It does get easier. You will find ways to get through. Um, all, all of those firsts are super, super mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And sometimes excruciating at times, but... Um, you will get through it. Mm. You're not alone. Um, I can remember coming to a mom's group um, about four days after um, Kyle had died, and a mom looked at me and was like, how are you here? Mm. And that has stuck with me, and I said, well, I mean, my, my response was Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. he's the only reason that, yeah. that I can be here right mm-hmm. now, um, and he's the one that will get you through. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So, well, our Thrive Tip this month is to find your pause. In the midst of this busy season, what can you do to help give yourself a pause? Maybe it's going for a short walk, hitting the hay early before your next party. Um, whatever it is you do, we would love to know. Let us know on Instagram at Yet We Thrive, or you can email us at hello at yetwethrive.com. Again, Carrie, we cannot thank you enough for coming to share your story with us. It's truly an honor. We don't take that lightly, and we just really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we want to encourage you listeners to consider donating to Kyle's Coverings this season. Um, Maybe you could never get pregnant but always wanted to buy that special blanket. Now's your chance to buy it and bless a mama who is hurting. Or maybe you purchased a blanket for the baby you never got to have. You can consider donating it to a mama who needs one. Or if those seem too hard or personal, you could make one or just make a financial donation so that they can purchase what they need. Um, We know it's nice to be able to do something 
in honor of the baby that you never got to have this season. And so we want to just encourage you to consider Kyle's coverings to, to honor your baby this season and to um, just be a help and a light in this community. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. and We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on the Yet We Thrive podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and take a screenshot to share on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Yet We Thrive or at yetwethrive.com. If our podcast has impacted you at all, we would so appreciate if you would take a couple of moments to leave a review. These things will help us to share the word and keep on thriving. Until next time.